0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard On the eve of the final set of pre-split fixtures Of the record-breaking feats open to Celtic Ange Postacoglu would like to set a new goals tally Michael Beale hints at Morelos and McGregor's departures But says everyone else who played last week Should be at the club next season And the Scottish FA published the reasons for Graham Shinney's ban Saying the appeal had no prospect of success I'm Gordon Duncan And joining me tonight is Kenny Miller and Hugh Evans. I could uh, see a sense of celebration in the air at Celtic Park tomorrow as Ange goes for the goals record that stands at 106 set under Brendan Rodgers they're on 102 at the moment with the greatest respect to your own mother well they could beat it tomorrow great you've got a 4 plus defeat that sounds brilliant what a and start then to the show we have Aberdeen against Rangers on Sunday for the first time in 19 games it's Rangers who go second not Celtic and Rangers could be confronted by a 15 point lead for Celtic by 5 o'clock Elsewhere, you have St Mirren going for that top 6 place But the only word of advice I would offer them is Don't set your stall out on Hibs dropping points at St Johnston to get you there Because St Johnston haven't won a home game since November the 6th last year They make a bigger mess of their home than my grandkids Come on, do the same away from home you know, this <laughs> season true. against St Mirren. So I think St Mirren will get the right result, I think, to, to, to get in the top six. Then it'll be that other spot. Can Hibbs get the result at St Johnston? Can Livingston follow up that that one after poor form for last week and take that into the game against Dundee United tomorrow and, and maybe just nick that last uh, top six? And the championship is coming to a, a really exciting end for everything playoffs, league table, relegation, a lot. It is indeed 01419511025. It just becomes a given. It's always a big weekend at the top doesn't even matter what the points gap is it's just always considered a big weekend at the top so that goes without saying but the race for the top six is incredible three teams going for two spots all in action against teams fighting for their lives at the bottom of the table tomorrow is going to be blockbuster so Livy fans St Mirren fans Hibs fans how are you feeling who's going to do it who is going to take those two places St Mirren and Hibs are in there as it stands Livy are the underdogs on paper How do you think it's going to pan out tomorrow? Are you nervous? Particularly you St Mirren fans Because you're well in the driving seat You need a point at home against a team that can't buy a win away from home But does that bring its own nerves? Does that bring its own pressure? Let us know 01419511025 Celtic fans, what are you thinking then about this goals Tally Hugh Evans has got it wrapped up tomorrow Sorry Stuart Kettlewell uh, If you're listening They need four goals Between now and the end of the season You'd be a brave man to bet against that uh, What are you thinking About a record-breaking season In front of goal And Rangers fans What do you make of Michael Beale's comments today? Very reve- Potentially very revealing He suggests Alan McGregor and Alfredo Morelos Won't be there next season But everybody else who played last week Should be so Malik Tillman played last week Does that mean he's going to be there? There was no Ryan Kent of course He was injured So maybe the mystery remains there Although he did speak about the Burnley links today uh, So what are you thinking then about Michael Beale talking today Saying they're ready to seal a few deals as well 
uh, Graham Shinney The story won't go away either You've got that on your mind And as Kenny said Championship action tonight So no shortage of talking points Let's hear from you 0141 951 1025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB I wonder if Michael Beale ran the quote About those players being there next season Past John Bennett The new Rangers chairman Who has to fork out £5 million If he wants Malik Tillman To be there next season So uh, Michael Beale Always very candid when he speaks Nothing wrong with that at all I was quite bemused by the Celtic fans last night on the programme Who seemed to think that Michael Beale talking about signing five players Was an insult to Celtic in some way I don't get that, I don't understand that at all But that's the one that concerns me Malik Tillman, five million Are you sure? Very interesting Kenny Again, I sometimes wonder if Michael Beale that you know sits in the cold light of day, listens to these things, and goes, "Oh, I didn't want you to hang me on every word." You know, I, sometimes you can speak sort of loosely, but if if we take him at face value, Malik Tillman stays for next season, and he, he mentions McGregor, he mentions um, Morelos, and he gets away with one on Ryan Kent because he didn't play last week. He, he never played, but did he not say that they kind of know what's going on and it's, they, they can't mm-hmm. reveal all? But but time will tell, and again that will come. So. Everybody would be wondering, okay, gonna just tell us, you know, <laughs> what's the big secret? Is he staying? Is he is he is he leaving? But it was because I'm I'm, I'm with you at the moment on on the Tillman thing. I, I'm I still think there's another side yet here. Does the player actually want to stay? You know, I think Michael said that he wants he wants him to stay. Would like to uh, to trigger the clause that they had agreed at the start of the loan. Uh, but I, I think a question mark might remain over Tillman. How does he does he see his future in Scottish football at Rangers? So I think there's still a lot to go on the on the Tillman scenario. But like you say, if you take it at face value, the nine players take Alan McGregor and Alfredo out there. So again, is that I'm saying that he knows Alan McGregor's going to be retiring? Again, these are we things that everybody will be kind of just hanging on his every word, you know. Uh, and as we said You know the number If you want to have your say On that Rangers fans What do you think about Those comments today You're starting to get A good idea Of what this squad Will look like next season Do pick up the phone And let us know 01419511025 Celtic fans You play tomorrow As Hugh says It is rare Very rare That you play first um, These days So what are you thinking Ange Postacoglu Is talking about Of all the The records available And points Tallies And all this stuff He would be really proud If Celtic could uh, break the records for most goals scored How do you feel about that? Is that something you see happening uh, In the very near future? 0141951 Or Twitter is at Clyde SSB Let's bring in Laura Who's a St Mirren fan I told you it was a big weekend For the top six Hugh Keevans Because we've got St Mirren fans Top yep. of the show Trying to get through and make their point Laura will it be a sleepless night Or are you relaxed? I feel like a kid on Christmas Eve right now, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I'm absolutely buzzing, actually. I was um, down at the stadium earlier on helping some of the other fans to help up a wee display in that for tomorrow. So, yeah, buzzing. And it's my birthday, by the way. It's my birthday oh, today. Happy well, birthday. So. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't insult you by asking your age, but what a present that would be um, tomorrow. How, how confident are you then? Because as we said, look, it, the absolute driving seat. You're in fifth at the moment, not even sixth. You're in fifth. Play a Kilmarnock team who have got what two points on the road. Everything points to St Mirren doing it. Is that one of them against us? By the way, well, that's true. <laughs> um, is that is that a, a, a source of comfort, or does that bring its own sort of trepidation? 
do you know what? Like I've been, I'm a lifelong Sutman fan. I've been going, going my whole life. So I kind of know the story when it comes to us. But I've, I've actually said all season, something just feels different this year. Um, something about this team, um, the camaraderie that they've, they've clearly got amongst themselves and with the fans like the, the fans have really got behind we had, Robo had a wee bit of a kind of shaky start but um, the fans have really kind of bought into him now and bought into his system and the type of the style of play that, that he likes and I don't know I just feel like uh, the boys the boys are going to do it tomorrow they're not going to let Andrea let us down or let themselves down I just I do I feel really confident um, I, I think it will win I don't think we're going to go into this game thinking you know as long as we don't lose I think we're going to if we start the game well um, as we have done the past few weeks I, I see us actually winning by a couple tomorrow Um you say Kilmarnock haven't been great on the road our home form's been really good so yeah but as I say I've been a St. One fan long enough to always have that wee tiny bit of doubt Laura, in the back of your mind but. Laura if you're like a kid in Christmas Eve are you putting out the carrots and the glass of milk for Santa? I'm definitely having a Prosecco it's my birthday oh, <laughs> no milk or carrots tonight no but listen first and foremost I hope you have a great day both today and tomorrow uh, with regard to your team don't all do it Don't, pre- don't no, predict no, no, that they'll do no, it Because no, that'll no, ruin no, Laura's no. birthday No All credit to the manager Who has done an outstanding job Stephen Robinson All credit to Mark O'Hara Who has had An outstanding season And remember St Mirren Are the only team In the country To have beaten Celtic This season And they did it At their own place And they have Sold out tomorrow I believe Mm-hmm. And it will be a wonderful occasion. Go easy on the prosecco, Laura. Uh, I mean, look, I don't know once it get once the games kick off if the fans are going to be able to enjoy it as such, Kenny, for the tension. But for us, from the outside, if you like, and as you know, as a wider Scottish game, tomorrow is brilliant, isn't it? That's exactly what the split was designed for. When you look at how it, it could play out. It can because it can change with the kick of a ball. You know, a goal goes in, you jump the table. The team that loses can be down and can be out of the top six, and it'll all go all the way to the to the last uh, to the last minute of the last game that finishes. Again, no one to kill St Mirren, but I think it all does point to a St Mirren yeah. win. I mean, Laura's Laura's high there. Good home form. Need a point. Yep, good home form. Poor away form. They're playing wonderful. They've got. Goals coming for all the place. I'd actually give a wee mention for the lad I had in Australia as well, Keanu Backus. I think he's been a brilliant mm. shining, really adapted to Scottish football really, really well. Their forwards have been good, they've been defended. Their goalkeeper's been wonderful as well. That's why when you're talking about honourable mentions for the maybe the, the player of the year or team mm. of the year, there's a lot of St Mirren players are getting the nod for that, whether it be the goalkeeper at one end, uh, midfielders, I think, have had good seasons as well. So it's, uh, yeah, it looks uh, like St Mirren could clinch at that top six place. We hear a lot of generalities when it comes to. Games where a team only need a point So as the only one of us that's actually played When those situations arise Can you completely block it out? Is it is it completely out of your mind Or is it inevitable that it, it feeds in a bit? I don't think you can ever be going out to start I mean, I mean, to be fair, you start with a point You know, so you've got a point to lose, I get it But you're never, you're, you're going to win the game mm-hmm. You're going to play I mean, the manager of Prepsy to go and actually win the game And when you look at it with the fixtures that are looking that are coming this weekend with, with Aberdeen playing Rangers This could be a chance for St Mirren to maybe start be looking up Absolutely, If they can yeah. get the right roles uh, If they can get the three points tomorrow They can be looking up and no worrying about what goes on behind them I think we get hung up on fate What if, what if this rubbish Kilmarnock team away from home suddenly 
aren't so bad But I don't think Laura or Stephen Robinson Are dealing in fate They're dealing in fact And St Mirren have deserved to be where they are tonight And they will approach the game tomorrow in an optimistic manner And I think they will just go for it And I think that will be their strong suit I mean I take it Laura that It's the ideal position You know you know that it's in your hands You don't necessarily If you find yourself frantically checking The other results it, it means something's gone wrong at your end doesn't it? Yeah definitely But we'll be doing that anyway You know from the first whistle We're just going to be constantly looking at other teams But I suppose that's just natural isn't it? As a, as a fan you're always looking kind of over your shoulder as well But as um, as Kenny, Kenny said like If, if we win tomorrow and Aberdeen lose, you know, we're only three points behind them, so we're definitely looking up. Um, and European football is like so, so close. Carried away, Laura, don't get carried away. I'll take top six first, I'll take top six first, but hopefully we get European football and then we'll, um, we'll actually have to fly home early from our holiday if that happens. <laughs> that's that's we'll, a nice we'll problem to have. Top six first, but no, I, I definitely, I think. Um, We've just got such a strong squad, as you said, from from the um, goalkeeper. The midfield have been missed. Keanu Bacchus was injured last week, but thankfully he's um, he's back for tomorrow as well. But you know, even we've got strength and depth, which we've kind of we've not had um, for a long time. Um, when Keanu Bacchus was out last week, Greg Kelty's come in and done a great job as well. And Mark O'Hara has been. We talk about it every week. My cousins and my brother and I at the football. You know, he has just been. Outstanding The boy's just He's, he's so good uh, He reminds me very much Of Callum McGregor actually um, Just always wanting on the ball Very rarely loses the ball He's just uh, He's a great player And thankfully He signed a wee extension with us So if anybody does want him They'll need to pay some Need to cough money. up Need to cough up yeah. some big cash um, Let's hear from the managers involved then Stevie Robinson first It's hard to play it down But we're relaxed about it You know We're organised We've gone about our business as we always do um, every week, and uh, you know the boys have trained really, really well. So it's just about carrying out that game plan now and and playing as we do. We're not asking them to do anything that they haven't done throughout the season. We need to just play as well as we have done, and not worry about anything else that's going on and go and win the game. It's been a tough season. It's been a real battle and scrap, and we're we're starting to come out the other end of it. And if we could make it into the top six, you know. Uh, the financial aspect of the top six would be really helpful to this football club in terms of trying to put structures in place to be a top six side. You know, we haven't got that in place yet. You know, we're we're playing catch up with, with a lot of teams, but it would be a massive achievement. And, uh, you know, nothing but credit is, should be given to this group of players, a small group, but a dedicated group that have, that have probably outperformed everybody's expectations this season, bar what we thought in the dressing room. Anyone think Hibs are... Risk you doesn't you you're maybe a bit more you're nodding at me. Yep, there's a possibility. I, I Can do. you see? So let's remind ourselves. So Livy go to Tanadice. Livy need to win at Tanadice, and then any dropped point for Hibs would would see Livy in the top six yep. and Hibs drop out. So it's not unthinkable. You know, absolutely not. I mean, can St Johnston get a 1 1, a 0 0, a, a draw against Hibs? Can they beat Hibs? Absolutely, they can. New manager uh, bounce or whatever they call it. Well, Listen, that, Hibs are favourites, but, but St Johnston are, are, are capable. They're not a great run, I get it. But again, they're still fighting to make sure they stay away from this playoff spot and this relegation spot as well. And Livy had a good win last week just to throw them back into the mix as well. So they'll be right up for it as well. Stephen Naismith proved last weekend that the new manager bounce doesn't always mm. exist. It's not a thing. It's, uh, it's actually, no, we know it's not and a thing. You've, you know? got, you've got Stephen McLean. Taking away from Callum Davidson as the interim manager at St Johnston, how do we know 
whether Stephen McLean is cut out for management or mm. not. He certainly worked under a number of very good managers, but that in itself proves nothing. He has to do it tomorrow. And as I say, their record at home is shocking. November the 6th, the last time they won a home game, and it was against Rangers. And that... Uh, Almost sealed the fate of Giovanni mm. Van Bronck. But that's that's the look, I, I'm not saying it's happening. That's not the point of this. It's just to try and look at how how possible it is because they don't need they, they don't need to win the game. As we said, a, a, a draw, a one all, a goalless draw for oh. Hibs combined with. And by the way, Dundee United fans might say, "Well, don't you worry about that because we'll beat Livy or we'll fine." But it, it's just not unthinkable, is it? I think Dundee United will beat Livy. Um, I think Jim Goodwin has a, a massive incentive on his hands because Kilmarnock are bang up against it in Paisley. Ross County, I think, are bang up against it against uh, Hearts at Tynecastle. Surely, to goodness, Hearts couldn't lose seven games on the bounce and the interim manager, Stephen Naismith, loses first two matches, which uh, puts him under severe pressure in terms of his credibility mm. and his credentials for the job. So I think Dundee United will be the major beneficiaries at the bottom. I don't think that Kilmarnock or uh, uh, Ross County will get points and I think that Dundee United will beat Livy and that will clarify the top six issue. Thank you, Laura. Happy birthday, happy top six day, Merry Christmas, whatever else was in there. That was Laura uh, from Paisley on 0141-951-1025. Right, Celtic fans, you're first up in terms of Glasgow's big two tomorrow. How much does the goals record mean to you? I some people will be desperate to break it Some people could not care less Some might be right there in the middle So whichever camp you fall into Give us a call And we'll hear from you and Ange Postacoglu next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here It's 0141 It's Twitter at Clyde SSB And it must be a big day for the top six tomorrow Because we've had St Mirren fans Opening the show Talking about how excited they are Looking forward to tomorrow Heard from Stephen Robinson We've played out some of the scenarios Livy fans Could you pull off the unthinkable Hibs fans Are you worried? Because I know it was a great derby win last week But that was the, the first in a while uh, So I wonder how you're all feeling About that battle For the top six Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu Celtic fans Asked you before the break How much do you care About setting a new record for goals scored Is that the type of thing That really floats your boat Could you not care less Are you somewhere in the middle Because we're all different With these things So it's just interesting To find out How you feel about it Of course Celtic could break Points, totals And all that sort of thing But it's the goals That Ange Postacoglu Is interested in So what do you Make of it Pick up the phone And let us know As much as Obviously We get defined by success And success means Winning trophies And winning games of football I guess the most pleasing thing For me is the number of goals we've scored because I still think that's that's still the best part of football for me. It goes beyond winning because you know with winning that sometimes you can win and not really enjoy a game of football but ever does not enjoy a goal. Even the most scrambling of, you know, um, sort of ugliest of goals still gets celebrated. So I, I love the fact that, you know, if there's one sort of record I'll be most proud of is if we can score more goals than, than have ever been scored before uh, by the football club because I know how much joy that's brought everybody, players, everyone involved, you know, um, supporters. Uh, like I said, the backdrop of that is we've got to win games of football for sure and, and win trophies. That's 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 always going to be the measure, but especially at this football club, but just in football in general, I love the joy goals bring and the more we score, the, the happier I am. 
The modern day uh, goals record is nailed on for Ange Postecoglou. They're only four short of equaling Brendan Rodgers' Celtic on 106 goals. Oh, you've, you've got them doing that by half time tomorrow. Uh, not by half time, by full time. It's a possibility. The 60 minute mark, meet in the middle. Two things happened last week at Kilmarnock. Kyogo missed a penalty and broke a spell. You know, the, I honestly thought that Celtic might have been on to double figures at Kilmarnock last week. But Kyogo's penalty miss broke a spell. And when Kilmarnock made it 4-1 just before half-time, it, it changed Celtic's approach to the game. The second half was more or less a bore. Um, I thought Celtic could have got double figures last week had they had the spell unbroken. Um, but I do think that they are capable of equaling the record tomorrow, if not surpassing it. Every chance you, after what you see in the first 27 minutes of last week's game, away at Kilmarnock... With a strong home record on a pitch that's supposed to be really slow and hard to play on. <laughs> and just saying slow, that, exactly. And just talking about it's potentially the best that they've played or the best football they've played all season. So at home on that surface against Motherwell, I mean, it, it could be, you know, and, and it's no disrespectful to Motherwell to say that, that Celtic no. could go and score four or five goals because they could score four or five against anybody. Uh, in this country anyway He scored four against Rangers Absolutely part this season, And it so. could have been Six or seven that day as well So it's uh, it's not Again not unthinkable That Celtic could go And break that record Yeah tomorrow. I mean I think Unless I've calculated This wrong There's every chance If Celtic keep scoring At the rate they're at They'll, they'll pass 120 Never <laughs> mind You know the, the 106 Um it's interesting because he's a tweet from Mr RFK Couldn't care less about points or goals totals As long as we finish far ahead of the other team I'm happy No one remembers the goals or the points It's the titles uh, that we're counting on that I, that I remember Which, again, I wouldn't really argue that logic But I also quite like the way Ange Postacoglu put yeah. that there If you boil it down to just a simple sense of enjoyment That you get as a football fan or a football You were a striker, obviously, Kenny there isn't a football fan or player anywhere on the planet that turns up to a game and thinks, well, I'd rather score two than three today. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just it's the very essence of what you're trying to do when you go on that pitch or go and watch a game. No, uh, listen, the way, put, uh, the way Ange put it, you get it. That moment, that split second when the ball hits the net, there's going to get Celtic Park tomorrow, there'll be 60,000 fans get off their seat. That one action can make that and it makes everybody happy. What, for me, would make makes a lot of fans a lot happier and definitely the players... Is when you're lifting that league trophy at the end of the season. So I, t- I tend to agree mm. with the Ange, with the comment also. Ange Postecoglou sees the joy in football, and he knows that the joy in football comes with the scoring of goals. As he said himself, the scruffier, the better, as far as he's concerned. So long as it goes into the net for Celtic, mm. um, people come from all sorts of weird angles about what you're trying to suggest by this. We're simply saying that Ange Postecoglou wants the joy of football for the Celtic fans, and that. Equates to goals for him But what would also By the way It would take 80 goals As long as he's lifting That league title yeah, At the end of the course. season You know yeah. that, that That's clear But uh, it's, it's, it's a real good place to be When you're talking about We're going to try and beat 106 goals With, with 5 games to go mm. We're going to try and win the league With 4 games to go And celebrate a record mm-hmm. point It's a real good yeah. luxury To have to be talking about These, these things John t- To put it bluntly t- How much do you care About goal scoring records And so on I don't really care about it at all. As long as Kenny says, as long as we win the league, which is it's in the bag. But uh, I, I, my point was, to, especially to you, obviously, you, I'm, I'm a younger age and I never seen the Lisbon Lions. But, but to me, this team is the best Celtic team since the Lisbon Lions. I just wonder what you and Kenny think. Uh, oh, it's a 
Tremendous claim that you make there, John. Uh, I mean, the, the Martin on the hill side, uh, Brendan Rogers, Invincibles. Uh, I, I just think that you know, with regard to Lisbon Lions, that's a place in time, mm. a he, place he did in history. Since that, to be fair, yeah, not including them. Uh, but I, I think that this Celtic team gives tremendous enjoyment. I, I, that is, I was about to use that e word because. The best, better than that team. It's just so tough, you know. Yeah, of course. But we do it for a bit of fun. But it, but it is tough. When Celtic had but, their but run, enjoy, it does feel to me, and I'm I'll be even younger than John. It feels to me the Celtic fans are enjoying this more than any other team. Yeah, I, I don't know what, how, how well, I put my finger on that. But when Martin O'Neill took Celtic to Seville, and uh, you know the, the defeating Liverpool at Anfield and so on and so forth, uh, of course the players in that team were exceptional. Um, when Brendan Rodgers came to Celtic and did the invincible season um, uh, and won treble after treble, then of course you have to pay due credit to them as well. I just feel that Ange Postacoglu has brought something unique into Celtic Park. He inherited a shambles and he turned it into a gem. And he has, in players like Kyogo, Hatati, McGregor, uh, Jota, Abada, Dyson Meda, you you go and you enjoy the football. It's a pleasure to watch, and therefore, in this moment, the Celtic fans are having a pleasure overdose. Uh, listen, it's, it's good to watch them, and full flow. Uh, it's been really, really good, good to watch them. There's a real energy about the way they play. I love the way they rotate, and the, you talk about the inside fullbacks. It's not even just coming inside for the sake of it. There's really, really good movement. There's brilliant penetration in their play as well. It's it's just a, it's a joy to watch when they're in full flow. Again, it's, you, you can never compare eras, or like, it's just impossible, you know, because I'm played against the Brendan Rodgers team, and at the moment, Brendan for me, Brendan Rodgers was was a top level manager, arguably the best British manager that there, that there is about at the moment, even still. And his team played some stuff. I mean, you think of the players that they had as well. I've been playing against them. It wasn't nice, you know. So I think that team was, was very, very strong as well. And when you go through a season unbeaten, and like you says, when you're putting treble after treble after treble, I mean, I mean, you can't overlook that in terms of what that team achieved. Mm. I take it. I, I mean, obviously, a treble is within sight. John, is that is that the type of thing that would strengthen your argument, or does it not even come down to that? Are you just talking stylistically, or what are you what are you basing it on? Style, Gordon. The style, and it's, I will come on here last year. Made a point as well. Celtic winning the league last year was a, some achievement for as you said. The shambles that Ange inherited. You know what I mean? I just think uh, it's absolutely amazing the, the way he's turned this club around and uh, the way. The football, as I said, I loved Martin O'Neill's team. I was in, I went to Zippel, etc. And but as I said, this team is just, it's the, the skinny shade. The way they play, the flair they play in this, the inverted fullbacks is amazing. But I'll be watching, guys, next week. I was at, I went to Santa Ponza last week to watch the Celtic and Angels game. And it's been the romantic, it's me and my wife's, uh, I was there last week myself, but it's been the romantic. I'm, a, I'm taking my wife next week. For the she's going for a romantic weekend, she's forgetting, doesn't know the Celtic Rangers semi finals on. <laughs> just, just to pick you up on the way you worded that, you went to Santa Ponza to watch the game, as in, like, that was the sole purpose of the trip, or you just happened to be there when it was on? No, no, that was the sole purpose of the trip. Wow. I think it's, it's amazing. A big, there's a big club called the Celtic Well, it's a big, massive square. I don't know if you've ever been, Kenny. And it's, uh, it's absolutely There was about a thousand Celtic fans in this big square And it was a big 200 feet screen So, so did you, um, did you tell your wife that you were nipping out to buy a paper And went to Santa Ponza? 
No, her and my daughter were away. They were away for four days of four me, so Love I got, enjoy, I got mate, away. Most of your freedom, so right. loving it. <laughs> I just, I've, I've just never thought of someone going further away from where the game is to watch. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just. I suppose it is possible But it would never cross my mind I'm going to go to Spain To watch a game that's here no. You kind of got a ticket You might as well I suppose, go to Sarah Ponza. Yeah I suppose Why not Who am I to argue with the logic Anyway thank you uh, To John 01419511025 That's John There was the tweet as well Actually people saying They're not that bothered About the the goals tallies I'm, I'm a bit surprised at that Hugh Not because I'm not asking the question And the 21st of August yeah. Asking 21st of April You're here You're probably going to win the league What's wrong with that Extra bit of goal setting Something to get you Excited Say right yeah Well we've won Because Celtic have won Loads of leagues mm-hmm. So surely it's nice to do it With like as much Flair and style And conviction as possible yeah, And I think it's also A tribute to Ange Postacoglu And what he's created In a very short space of time But People in this part of the world um, Will be more concerned by what happens at Hamden uh, a week on Sunday? Well, that's for sure. And by what happens at Ibrox on a date to be confirmed by the SPFL. Uh, so they can't think joy because they're too busy thinking, what if? Well, there was another one today just to update you Celtic fans, not necessarily um, a subject for much debate, but Cameron Carter-Vickers will play against Motherwell tomorrow. There was a lot of rumours suggesting he could miss... Either the rest of the season or, or large parts of it um, Ange Postacoglu says he'll play tomorrow But he wouldn't actually be drawn on On the reports that he may need surgery In the future Cameron's trained all week or play tomorrow The only reason he didn't play last week Was because of the surface He's playing tomorrow So that's that's where it begins and ends It's uh, I can't predict the future I can't If he gets through tomorrow He'll play next week Well there you are Shop uh, sweet Yeah And to the point uh, and it's straightforward So long as Cameron Carter-Vickers Negotiates the game against Motherwell Without mishap Then he'll play against Rangers End of story Yeah I remember getting a, I don't know if it was a tweet or something Last night from someone Saying I'm telling you He'll play You know he's only going to play the Whatever you know The, the semi-final and One other game Something along those lines Because Celtic are going to have to tread carefully So Ange Postacoglu Doing what Ange Postacoglu does He's hardly going to forecast it all Um but he plays tomorrow for a starter. Well, that's it. <clears throat> He's clearly fit. Abel, again, I don't know what the injury is. Maybe it's something that you can manage between now and the end of the season. I mean, what you're looking at, there's six league games, potentially two two cup games, another eight games to go. It could be a manageable injury that gets through the end of the season and, and Carter Vickers deals with it. So, like you say, short and sweet, no dramas. Carter Vickers will play tomorrow. And uh, as long as he's fit He'll be playing next week Great time to call 0141-951-1025 What are you thinking? We'll get you on after the travel 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Friday night Hugh Evans, Kenny Miller Loads to look forward to Over the weekend I think the sun is still shining Based on this weird tinted window We've got here at Clyde One HQ uh, It goes cold tomorrow Oh does it? Yeah oh, nightmare. I, I follow the weather forecast Very carefully You prefer that though When there's big games You know for the top six And stuff yeah. you, you once said something That stuck with me Because it really matches Your personality You yeah. like your football To be played in sort of Dark gloomy yeah. I, Sinister conditions Yeah that's it I, I, I don't like football And sunshine <laughs> Is that a surprise you Kenny? <laughs> we weren't meant to Probably. play Football and sunshine Honestly Everybody else Has a different view on that But that, I think that does It fits him Well, well we, I think we may Play somewhere Between Hughes Conditions 
Boydies conditions It's too oh, hot the for football the, And we kind of meet in Somewhere the in the middle there aye. A nice wee wind chill Maybe yeah. just to, well, to keep we go to Santa Ponza With John the last caller I know I've, That's still That's Blown my mind Throughout the I just, I've just never thought about it Maybe I am the one That's in the wrong here I've just never thought Of going abroad To watch a football game That was here Yeah Because why would you but Anyway uh, 01419511025 Let's start hearing from Michael Beale, Rangers fans, what are you thinking of some of these comments? It's, it's almost the same every week in the sense that Michael Beale says a lot, it's very detailed, it's very open and therefore it brings a lot of analysis afterwards in terms of, of what he said. So give us a call right now, Rangers fans, what are you thinking? 01419511025. Uh, he says they're not far away from sealing one or two new signings already. He's expecting new faces to be in the door for the first day of pre-season. Really well. I'm, I'm really comfortable with where we're going. It's, it's early in the window. Window shuts on the 1st of September, so it's a long, long window. It's clear that we want to have most of our work done early. When we've, when we've done that in the past, it's always led to a strong pre-season, a strong season. We know at the early part of the season, there's European qualification um, in terms of the Champions League, which is really, really important. So... Uh, there'll be some new faces on the first day of pre-season and that's almost your first stage of recruitment to make sure that players are in. And then there's a second phase, which is the player trade and that happens between July and September. Uh, all of those plans um, have been written, have, are in place and the talks are ongoing. There's one or two things we're not far away from uh, sealing, so I'm, I'm, I'm really happy. Obviously, the main issue is, are the players good or not? But... But regardless of the level, surely you would rather do it early. You know, and look, this is Glasgow. Yeah. The comparison staring you in the face is what Celtic have done recently, right at the start of a window. In fact, deals agreed before the window opens, and then th- th- that's that's got to be beneficial. And so, like I say, even if the player is middle of the road, it's still better to get a look and give them time to, to bed in. I, th- I don't think they'll be middle of the road. No, anyway. I know that. I, I, you know, I, you know what I, mean, I get what you mean. Though, it's not the be all and end all, but it's. Uh, I think, I mean, again, it's just a really obvious thing to say that when you walk back through that gate for the first day of pre-season, if you've got three or four new faces there with the games that Michael's just referred to coming up, massive games at such an early stage, you won't have as much time with these new players to bed them in. And you know what? There might be a lot of guys leave as well, so have a look at a new squad uh, if there's three, four guys coming in there on the first day of pre-season. But, and I think it needs it. It needs that freshness. Like I said, I'm, I'm not going to talk about overhauls or, or massive rebuilds. I just think it needs to be freshened up The starting lineup needs to be freshened up And it needs to be some quality brought in And if his first two signings in January Or anything to go by I've said it before I think it could be a, it could be a real positive summer Don't get me wrong Hugh There's a reason Because everybody would do it In the first day of pre-season If they yep. could You know yep. it's, it's not always possible um, But it must just give you an advantage And like I said Because of this environment we live in It's impossible to not notice that's what Celtic have done recently And it's really worked for them And it started day one with Ange Postacoglu Because the first person he brought in um, Was uh, Kyogo So Kyogo has gone on to be The best thing That uh, happened to Celtic Because of the number of goals he scored I think he's Is he one off 50 now? Um, so Michael Beale The difference between Michael Beale and Ange Postacoglu Michael Beale will tell you everything Without actually naming the players he would tell you everything. Ange Postacoglu in the the, um, the words of the, the late great Bertie Old wouldn't show you a bird's nest. Never heard that before. Yep, Bertie always used to say that. He wouldn't, show, like you, that. wouldn't show you a bird's nest, son. What does that mean? 
I mean I get I, get, I suppose he, I get what it means he, Where does it come from? I, I don't know where it comes from It came from Bertie's imagination <laughs> But the, the 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 difference is that Michael Beale will tell you Well Two or three nearly done And this will happen And there will be players here In the first week of training And so on And Postacoglu mm. Would tell you nothing yeah, You can almost piece it There's like a jigsaw here So today It was They'll be in For day one of pre-season Last week It was yeah, you'll be able to spot the link. It'll either be players I've worked with before, or, or there's a link there. Um, you know, week on week, we're, it's like a game of guess who. Give it a couple more weeks, we'll know exactly <laughs> who Rangers are signing. We're flipping and when. the boards down, and we'll eventually get there. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Does he wear glasses. Has he got a moustache? Well, Is it Hugh Keevans, nineteen eighty four? It'll be like the full time teaser. It'll be given as, it'll be given as initials. Um, let, well, let's see. The second bit is, is also quite. Potentially quite revealing um, Because Michael Beale dropped a big hint About the future of Alfredo Morelos And Alan McGregor Revealing that they, they probably won't Or might not be at the club next season um, He says there's also been no developments On Ryan Kent Despite links to Burnley Nothing I can say Ryan's just focused on the moment Of being fit for the next weekend Semi-final this weekend Have come too soon for him He has a slight hamstring issue That to be fair We were very happy That it wasn't a bad one And, and that it's okay and, and he should return To the, the training At the start of next week Which is a real bonus We haven't really sat And caught up on it But at the moment Ryan seems to be focused here So I'll, I'll just concentrate On that right now and Last week Everybody that played Barring maybe Alfredo And, and, and Allen's is, Are going to be a Rangers player Next year and it was a strong performance again with five goals and I think since I've come back in I've tried to pick continuity and we've seen that a lot a lot of the same players have played and the results in the main have been good 19 wins in, in 22 games I've been delighted with the application of the players what I get to do in this summer is uh, is add my own stamp on the group a little bit more and I've already got a fingerprint on this group because I was here when a lot of them were recruited but I get to really put you know, my stamp on the group this summer and I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I'm hugely excited by that. How do you take that, Kenny? Because there is a boring, innocent interpretation of those comments where Michael Beale quite simply says, no, I mean, they're all under contract. They're all going to be, you know, they're all under contract for next season. That's what I meant. Or, I think the way Twitter's run away with things, as it so often does, Michael Beale has just 100% confirmed that Malik Tillman will be there and uh, John Lundstrom won't be sold and Borna Barisic won't be sold. What, which of those two do you subscribe to? Well, that's the, f- the first thing I've heard him say it rather than reading it. And he says, they are going to be Rangers players. Next year It's no They might be They could yeah. be There potentially could be Up up to nine players Of the 11 That are going to be He named He name checked Obviously Alfredo And Griggsy The other one obviously you've got t- I mean the two In that lineup That are no Are Tillman Obviously on loan And Ryan Jack Which would contradict My boring interpretation it To would, be fair yeah. Because he's not He's actually not under contract yeah. So again that they, These guys will be the ones That will be the question marks about Because Tillman Obviously there is that hefty fee That Hugh was talking about earlier eh, To bring him at the club permanently You've got guy, Ryan Jackson Out of contract uh, Again I think he said Publicly He would like Ryan mm. To be part of the group Next week as well So listen Time will tell I, I think there's a lot To be done on the Tillman thing On both sides eh, For him to be at the club But we're not in the club You know These conversations Could have been had and, and they could have the information Without sharing it What do you think Hugh Are you holding Michael Beale To every bit of that sentence Or Are we just No Are we, are we I, digging I, too deep uh, I don't think That you can hold them to, to Tillman Because there are too many Ifs and buts Surrounding that one um, Not the least of which Is the, the size of the fee And 
the the budget that Michael Beale will have, uh, five million would be a huge dent in it. So I, I'd hold my breath about that one. But again, you go back to Michael Beale, candid. I'd be the last one to say he talks too much. Uh, he, he, he says what's on his mind And I, I wrote down a phrase He said he was going to put his stamp on next season And he was excited about that You know, that that is Again, to use a, a popular expression That's blowing your own trumpet So he'll have to live up to that When next season starts uh, Let's bring in Dominic What are you thinking, Dominic? Hearing some of that Thinking about the future of, of some of these players Um, it's just I know it's short of time Gordon um, But it was just Two quick points On that I think that McGregor uh, We've obviously seen The scenario For last season But we all thought He was leaving And then End up signing But on that Because I think that Feels not really It's not really Gave too much away But I think the Rellis That's a given He's away um, But McGregor Given his, his Thingy in pre-season um during that his testimonial I'm sure Kenny will be able to enlighten us on that about just a quick second because I don't give him the time mm-hmm. it's just the, the guys that think is it no concerning for as I said the producer that in the last few days that Rangers have been issuing quite a lot of shares to obviously generate more money I think that given is there maybe a, a cash problem as I said the producer in the summer Jank I don't think it would be any secret Rangers are trying to make more money, Hugh. I think yeah. that that's that would be a given. Um, let's try and link these two because we've got about one minute, and I don't, th- in fact, less than that. And I don't think it will surprise anyone to hear you two are perhaps not experts on share issues, but in terms of they do seem to have an inordinate amount of share issues. Uh, they do not have the the business model that Celtic have. Uh, Celtic keep. Releasing these figures Which show that they are Cash rich uh, Rangers are there yet uh, So there is a A disparity Between Celtic's ability to spend And Rangers' ability to spend And with regard to Alan McGregor I honestly think That the testimonial Should not be An indication of whether He stays or goes It's just A thank you mm. I don't think he'll be there Next season And quickly Kenny I mean on Morello So if the, if this is the end He's still going to need to keep playing Certainly because Cholak's not even fit For tomorrow So Of course he's got to go up to Petordre Again a place he's, he's scored goals A lot of goals against Aberdeen He's had a lot of incident against Aberdeen And you've got the semi-final next week So he's got a chance If he is leaving To leave on a real high With the game next week Leading into a cup final uh, Thank you very much What a time we've had this week Let me tell you all about it Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Huge, huge night on Beat the Pundit. Quite often, you two come in here on a Friday and you need to salvage the week for your colleagues. It's maybe sitting in the balance at two all between the listeners and the pundits. Sometimes your colleagues have done all the hard work and you get the free hit, take all the glory at the end of the week. You're 4 0 down. You're 4 0 down. So, listeners, this is the chance for the unthinkable. I don't think this has ever happened before. Producer Chris is shaking his head. He doesn't think so either. There is a clean sweep up for grabs. Five out of five for the listeners if you beat the pundit tonight. 0141 951 1025. Lines close at seven. Tackle the headlines. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
Kenny Miller, Hugh Keevans, both here, both waiting for you to get in touch. So don't let them down. 01419511025. We kicked off looking at the race for the top six tomorrow. I'm hoping we'll continue more of that discussion in the second hour. Ange Postacoglu would take a bit of pride, a bit of joy at Celtic breaking the record for most goals scored. In a season uh, Michael Beale there Giving big hints I think uh, The way his squad Will be made up next season So if you have any thoughts On those uh, Please do get them in If you want to talk about Something entirely different Then we can do that as well Rangers fans for instance We've not done The weekly injury Update No Connor Goldson No Ryan Kent Tomorrow Should be fine for next week What do you make of that? Is that Is it realistic? Maybe Ryan Kent uh, all of a sudden doesn't play a big cup semi-final If Rangers go and do well again without him Ryan Jack out for another month Does that does that worry you? Michael Beale obviously wants to keep him at the club Can you get him fit and available a bit more often? Let us know 01419511025 And we'll do this first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football you're playing for pride, okay? That's what you're up against here Because the listeners have won on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday And indeed Thursday Gordon DL was responsible for 50% of those defeats, right? But that's, that's by the by We can add Jim Duffy and... You, Kenny Miller, were responsible for one as well Who can Another tiebreaker, ridiculous tiebreaker Yeah, there was a few tiebreakers this week, I must say so. uh, I feel a... Elon Musk coming on I feel a, a rapid Unscheduled disassembly <laughs> Coming on here um, Kevin is on the line From Linwood Kevin You've got the chance To complete a clean sweep For the listeners Is that A free hit Or is the pressure on you? Oh the pressure's definitely Good, on I like that I like your style Embracing the challenge Have you ever played before? No I'm going to stop asking that Because everybody's a debutante But I'm just interested In case we get any repeat uh, competitors heads It will be Hugh Keevans Tails It's Kenny Miller And it is Heads It's Elon Musk The things you never thought You would hear Was you quoting Elon Musk But anyway oh, there you are. Uh, Up against Kevin and Linwood So I'll give you Some greatest hits radio To listen to And I'll turn it up Nice and loud Kevin 30 seconds Answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know The answer Sound good? Yep. Right let's do it Your time starts Now Who was the last Rangers player Who's played for England internationally Pass Name any Celtic player Who's played in every league game This season uh, How many current Scottish Premiership sides Has Jack Ross managed Three And what year did Partick Thistle Last play in the top flight 2017 At what English Championship side Did Gary Caldwell End his career Birmingham Who's the only Scottish Premiership side Who've not conceded A goal in their Last four league games Aberdeen Okay Okay Let's bring back Hugh Evans. Can you hear us I can 30 seconds The reputation the, the impeccable reputation Of you and your Colleagues in here Depends on this Okay Okay Good Time starts now who is the last Rangers player who's played for England internationally? Pass. Name any Celtic player who's played in every league game this season. Um, How many current Scottish Premiership sides has Jack Ross managed? Two. In what year did Partick Thistle last play in the top flight? 2015. In what English Championship team did Gary Caldwell end his career with? Wigan. Who are the only Scottish Premiership side who've not conceded a league goal in four games? Aberdeen. <sighs> Ooh, 
<laughs> what do you think, Kevin? Uh, I think uh, the Gary Caldwell one might, might have thanked me. Mm, let's go through them. It wasn't. It was. It was tense, Kenny. I had that feel that both players knew well, what, what well, was on the line. Well, Hugh's answers were starting to concern me. tense. <laughs> <laughs> the last Rangers player to play for England. Nah, it was Jermaine Defoe. Oh, <laughs> Jermaine Defoe. So the. Um, Name any Celtic player who's played in every league game this season Something weirdly tricky about that Kevin Because you're a Celtic fan And I think now that the clock's finished You know Carter Vickers didn't even play last week I know Don't you? I was, um, I was Carter Vickers and McGregor Well listen That was wrong as well Because remember he had a spell out the team Joe Hart he uh, I get red card as well didn't he? Joe Hart right Who's the only outfield player That's played in every league game for Celtic? Taylor Nope Starfield. Please don't name them all right But this will I think it will surprise you Doesn't have to have started them all remember uh, Obviously yeah Matt O'Reilly Oh There you go Anyway you can sleep well Hart, anyway, Sleep well playing. tonight knowing that um, How many current Scottish Premiership sides Has Jack Ross managed Let's count them Hugh Dundee United Hibs St Mirren oh, It's three. three Kevin goes 1-0 In front I'm getting nervous here Because I always like the listeners to win I can't, I can't have a 5 0 to the listeners. What does that say about the team we've assembled in here? Duds. That's um, what it says. Partick Thistle, Kenny, would you have a guess? 17, 18, is it not? Yeah, so 2018 yeah. was the answer we were uh, looking for. So it's still 1 0 to Kevin. Gary Caldwell did end his career at Wigan. Hugh Keevens equalises. And who are the only Scottish Premiership side who've not conceded a league goal in four games? It is Aberdeen But Kevin got it as well Hugh Keevans <laughs> He's given us a Take robot Take that celebration us back robot. <laughs> Kevin he was doing the robot celebration there Because he thought he'd nicked uh, it Nicked a, a draw get, oh. get some WD-40 on yeah. him We'll go to the tiebreaker again ah, It's been yeah. a hard wait for the tiebreakers wonder if the listeners could hear Hugh Keevans creaking there As he did the, the robot <laughs> get, get him a software update pronto Because we've got a tiebreaker Right, here we go. This is it. This is this stands between humiliation for the pundits and a little bit of um I don't know what you would call it, saving face. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm gonna ask the question, I'll get Hugh to write his answer down. I'll then invite you to give me your attempt, Kevin. How many senior Scotland caps do John, Stephen and Paul McGinn have combined? How many senior Scotland caps do John, Stephen and Paul McGinn have combined? Write it down please Hugh and show me your answer. What are you going for Kevin? 39. For the record Hugh Keevans, state? 47. 47. I mean, old friend of the show Stephen McGinn, you're cruel on him producer Chris. He's got none, let's count them up. Paul's got one. And John's got 54 So it's 55 And Hugh Keevans he got the robot out again Oh Well partner Well done I'm sad that I had to end this way Kevin But Sorry, you, came, Kevin. you came very close Hard lines Oh he's got it You've absolutely ruined his weekend Imagine that The pundit's one tiebreaker away From complete humiliation And you just you. John's in the 50 capper Is all of that There we go you got 56 I didn't you 56, you were only one out. Wow There we go it, it, Look It's still a great success For you listeners this week And it just showed That you have the top knowledge 4-1 to the listeners this week We'll be back with a bang On Monday And see if we can go Any better than that yeah, Got the victory When it mattered And I throw in dancing Absolutely I mean if You know If Livy bundled the ball Over the line In the last minute And then 
hear that St Johnston have done the same to equalise against Hibs, you, you take it. You take it tomorrow. Uh, anyway, 01419511025 uh, or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Get your thoughts into us, please. Massive weekend to look forward to. I'll tell you what, actually starts tonight, Hugh Keevens. Yeah. Take a gander at that Scottish Championship table. You will see Queen's Park in second place, one point behind Dundee, and they go to air tonight. So talk about the pressure part of the season. Chance for Queen's Park to go clear of Dundee. And then ask them to go to Inverness and respond tomorrow On a Friday night in that division Not that Saturdays aren't peculiar But on a Friday night in that division Strange things happen So I would not Even I Would not predict the outcome of that match tonight Uh, Queen's Park have faltered There's no doubt about that Uh, This is a chance to reset We've got some unbelievable title races on our hands The championship is won um, obviously League 1 is in the bag already League 2 Sterling will do it soon Premiership's a bit out of sight probably The SWPL is going to go right down to the wire I'm sure you saw the dramatic late winner uh, For Rangers against Glasgow City during the week um, But Kenny, that, that championship it often does this It's a fantastic league Because it's not just big for Queen's Park tonight You're looking at air They've fallen away a bit But again, victory for them They go level on points with third Right back up into the playoff places uh, yeah, but also when you look at it now, there was chat last week about Partick Thistle could still win the league, which I think was uh, was bang on. But they got a draw at home to air. Inverness win tonight. Uh, sorry, tomorrow and get the right result tonight with, with Queens Park maybe not winning there. Yeah. It's, 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 it's race on for Inverness. Partick could throw themselves back into it. It could be a four-way race going into the last couple of games of the season. And a wee local one for us tomorrow: Hamilton, Partick Thistle, mm. both. Desperate for a win for different reasons Are both in Cove fighting it out They're both near the bottom There is a lot to like about it But what about that top six? Tom is a St Mirren fan Are you going to get the business done tomorrow Tom? Good evening Gordon Well I hope so sir I hope so Gordon I'd like you to put it to my mind seven eight Did Mr Keeves not tip us down to get relegated? Oh, probably Yeah absolutely I did Yeah. <laughs> What's he having for his dinner tonight Tom? Humble pie Correct, Tom. Got to be double helping. Listen, Tom, the, these things are only put in place to embarrass the pundits. <laughs> you get, so you get, true. You get asked with before a ball's been kicked, what do you think will happen 38 games from now? The transfer window isn't even closed. No. Still. So, it's anyway, funny. yeah, that's absolutely correct. I did do that. And I, I don't think I'm the only one either. I think it was somebody else. You're not. Um, I, had, I had St. Mirren toiling. I've never had them getting relegated, but I had them toiling. So all all credit to Stephen Robinson. Humble pies in. Yep, and uh, to everyone concerned, it's been a tremendous effort. There you are, Tom. I you asked me a question, <laughs> I gave you a straightforward answer. In fairness, Tom. In fairness, right? And I I, I would <clears throat> not usually let any of the heat come off of Hugh Keevans, but let's remind ourselves of July, beaten by our both in the League Cup, beaten by Airdrie in the League Cup as well. And lose the opening game of the season At home to Motherwell And then lose the second game of the season Against Aberdeen So at that point I'm sure you wouldn't have been able to foresee this end to the campaign Well I'll be honest with you Gordon No disrespect to the club I thought uh, Stephen was a bad appointment But he's turned it around So good luck to the guy He's turned out to be a very good Tom you and I (laughs) You can share Na- neither of us knows what we're talking about then Is that what you're telling me? I, I was at the Arbolf game I went to the Arbolf game at the start of the season And I thought, oh 
it's uh, there's some no great signs. But when I then a few weeks down the line, I think a younger had just came in and never had much of a pre-season. He, again, he didn't look up to. Mm-hmm. He's been a decent signer. No, he's missing at the moment, but he, he's a decent signer. O'Hara's obviously came onto a wonderful game, and you know Stevens now kind of had that time to work with his team and, and get them playing a similar type of way. Is what he had his Motherwell team that he had some success with as well. But he's done a wonderful That's job. Because half of them are there. Well, that's exactly it. You know, again, it goes back to Michael Beal signings. It's sign people that you know that you know what they're capable of. You know what they're bringing when they come into the building. Um. This is the bit where don't mean to strike the fear into Tom um, or anyone else who's of a St Mirren persuasion, but it does show you how big tomorrow is, doesn't it? Because there is a, St Mirren having the driving seat, we accept all that, but there is a not outrageous combination of results that St Mirren don't make that top six. And in the yeah. space of 90 minutes, what's happened to this successful season? You know what I mean? So that, that, that's why tomorrow's so important. How on earth could you describe St Mirren not making the top six as anything other than a massive disappointment, maybe even stronger than that. So we're, on Friday night, this has been a really good season for St Mirren. You but need the, to make sure that's the same scenario come Saturday evening. I, I, I would refuse to say at five o'clock tomorrow night, if they're not in the top six, I would refuse to say, I take it all back, they're rubbish, and Stephen Robertson didn't do a good job. Uh, it's fine margins. And I, I always make the point, and I think it's fairly valid, this is a club who, because of lack of money, allowed Eamon Brophy to go and play for Ross County because it was better to get him off St Mirren's wage bill. Now, that, for me, is an amazing stat. And now, they, by reaching the top six, David Martindale put a figure on it. He said it could be worth between £350,000 and £500,000 to a club if they make the top six, as opposed to not making it. So... At the start of the season They had to do things Because the budget was tight And at the Five o'clock tomorrow mm. There could be Hundreds of thousands of pounds Better off Yeah I mean no Kenny that, that, that is football In a nutshell though isn't it? it It can come down to this one game Where the, the perception would change And Totally get what Stephen Robinson Was saying You know he said That they don't have the structures In place to, to consider themselves A You know a proper top six club And, and therefore that That would underline the, the size of the achievement Loads of wee teams Loads of financially strapped teams Have done it I mean like, like Forget me blowing that trumpet For Motherwell have done it Numerous times And you wouldn't describe St Mirren as being Of a much different stature right No you wouldn't And Livingston have done Livingston it Livingston well, have yeah. done it Partick Thistle have done it Ross County Inverness St Johnston Numerous times These teams have all finished top six Yes it would be a good achievement For St Mirren I'm not trying to Not trying to Belittle that But it's It's, it's, it's Important that they, they get it over the line and, and try and build on it and, and do it regularly because teams can do it of that size. No, no, they can do it. I mean, are they going to do it regularly? That that depends on how they build and, and, and they progress in the next season because it is tough. Because if, again, standing here right now, if you were to name a top six, you're going to name the, the six big clubs. You're going to go Rangers, Celtic, yep. Hibs, Hearts, Aberdeen, Dundee United. You know, but there's always one or two of them, like we've seen last year, that don't have mm-hmm. so, so good years. And even if it's one, there's always a space there, there's always that one yep. spot. Always remember when I went in at Livingston, I, I had that in my mind. I just looked right, they'll get there, they'll get there. But I always thought there would be one spot available that you could go nick if you got Are a good you season. at liberty to name names? Who, apart from me, tips at Mirren? Actually, I, I genuinely can't remember, but someone else will have for sure. Yeah. Um, and th- it's one of the, the highlights of my year when towards the end of the season I get the predictions back out and we read them out on a Saturday. Great fun. Mm. Um, I mean, Tom. What's been the key to this turnaround then? You admitted yourself you weren't delighted with the appointment of Stephen Robinson, but you are now. So what's the what's been the key? 
Uh, uh, a lot of people, there's a wee bit of belief in the club at the moment. There's a wee bit of belief in the club that they can do things and they can gain out results as well. We've had, we've had a few hiccups <laughs> at the bottom line. We've always come back uh, a better team. Yeah, the defensive record's excellent, Kenny, isn't it? When you look at the, the goals against Colm, I think it's it's only... It's third behind Celtic and Rangers. You know, it's 47 goals conceded. Um, similar to Hearts, but you know, fewer than Aberdeen, fewer than Hibs. They've they've done they've done well at keeping that back door closed. They've done great, and what they've got is they've got guys back at the back that can can defend. You know, they want to defend with their lives, uh, and they've signed some good players. Also, they've got the best. And what Stephen's doing is 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 again what good managers do. They play a way that suits their players. So you talk about back threes, back fours and how you're going to play. They don't just play it just for the sake of it. It suits who he's yeah. got or he then goes and recruits guys in the summer because he, he had his wee spell towards the end of last season. He now knows exactly what he needs moving forward into this season and he goes and gets players to, to, to fit the way he wants to play and they've been great. And you know, when you have someone like, like in Mark O'Hara who's hit an incredible runny form over this last five games, I mean, his two goals at, at Ibrox last week were absolutely sensational. Both, even the second one was a wonderful strike. Brilliant, wasn't it? Um, let's hear from David Martindale then. Because he's obviously trying to, to pull off what would be the, the shock, if you like. Livy need a win, need other things to go for them. They're outside the top six just now. Be a fantastic achievement. Um, I think that's us five years in the Premier League now. The first year we finished ninth. We uh, finished top six twice and just missed out in top six twice. So again, going into last game, this match day, match day 33, and we've got an opportunity to get top six. So it'd be a, a great achievement for the the players and the staff are at the club but financially it really really helps the club out financially we need to win as well but we're probably needing the other two teams either of them to drop points so we'll just focus on ourselves and see where it takes us but we're quite used to being the underdogs so that'll probably suit us Thank you Tom we'll get Hugh Keevan's humble pie in the microwave during this break and I'll take more of your calls next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141-951-1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans are here It's 0141-951-1025 And it's Twitter at Clyde SSB Got a relatively easy question I think For you tonight on the full time teaser Can you name 10 players Who've played in the English Premier League this season They've played in the English Championship And the Scottish Premiership At some point But for a non-Old Firm team So 10 players They've played in the English Premier League this season But they must also have played In the English Championship And the Scottish Premiership For a non-Old Firm team James Madison Absolutely Hugh Evans. Show me your working who did he play for? Just, just right, to Aberdeen. People. Aberdeen, uh, yes, Leicester, exactly. Leicester. Norwich. Correct, there we are. I don't need all the working all the time, I'm just curious. Okay. Um. It's one of the. It's a funny one. Because there's a lot of detail in the question, I think it sounds tough, but when you start rhyming the names off, I think yep. you'll be perfectly fine. So, 10 players, they've played in English Premier League this season. They've also played in English Championship and the Scottish Premiership, but for a non old firm team. Oh, a word very subtly. Right, I'm going to just just to tweak something on that. As an example, they, they must never have played for an old firm team. Yeah, uh-huh. and I'll I'll explain why. For instance, Ryan Christie, yeah, has played for Bournemouth yep. Championship Premier League and, and Inverness, yep. but 
But he's played for Celtic So that rules him out Sorry Okay right, Any I'm more James name. Madison I mean there's some Proper obvious ones though Is there right? Yeah in, t- <laughs> <laughs> in terms of like Guys that have Played in England this year In the English Premier League And came here No no Just, oh. just guys that have played there That are huge names to us Because they might be Scottish remember? Andy Robertson Andy Robertson Played in the Championship with Hull Didn't he? And played up here Dundee United at Liverpool etc You know the you know the way it works There's another one of that ilk Maybe not quite scaled The English Premier League heights Of Andy Robertson But he's a Has um, Robert Snodgrass? No No Not played no. in the English Premier League This year Come on He's got the best backside In world football John McGinn John McGinn Played in it with Villa Played in the Premier League With Villa Played up here not for an old firm team So there we go You're slowly but surely getting it You've got Madison Robertson And McGinn So that's a decent enough start Decent enough Not pulling up any trees But we'll, we'll get there We'll absolutely get there We're building up to kick off There is a championship game uh, Tonight Air Queen's Park And that's early I forgot that Early tomorrow Hearts Ross County 12.30 yeah Interesting times um, For Stephen Naismith isn't it well, more than interesting, you know, I think your credibility is on the line. Uh, you're playing the team who are bottom of the league. Now, we know why Stephen Naismith is there, because it's all gone pear-shaped. Um, you know, six defeats on the bounds, uh, cost Robbie Nielsen his job. They bring in Stephen Naismith. He cannot lose two in the bounds, and not at home to the bottom team in the league. It would reflect badly on... The, the decision to appoint him in the first place and it would reflect badly on his audition for the job on a full-time basis so Stephen Naismith has to win that game tomorrow Yeah, I don't think it would reflect badly on the decision because he's in the club, he's in the building at the time and are you going to really rush into making an, a, a different appointment for the last six games, seven games of the season but I agree, if he doesn't get the result tomorrow and he's got any hopes of getting the job on, like, on a longer term, it would maybe put paid to that because it's a, it's an opportunity to end this horrific run that Hearts have been. I still can't believe that they've went this amount of games losing in a row. It's like For where they've been at, the squad that they've got there, I mean, they were the team that would just take care of these types of games uh, last season at the start of this season. So it's unthinkable to think that, that they could kind of fall. I mean, we're just talking about in the break there that I mean, they could end up finishing sixth. You know, we had, everybody had them nailed for third right mm. at the start of the season so it's a massive game for Stephen uh, again you always want that first one as your manager let's hear from him there is a group, good group of footballers here um, and who want to win who want to be successful I think that's probably been questioned over the last six to eight weeks with the, the form and the results but overall the guys are desperate to do well now change obviously came um, and we needed to change things that were happening rather than staying in the rut that we're in and we've done that within the game we just probably never carried as big a threat as I would like us to have from where the club have been over the last two years making strides in terms of attacking football um, so that's something that we'll, we'll look to change in, in the coming weeks So not only Ross County though involved in a big game tomorrow this is the, the beauty of the, the drama that could lie in store all of the teams that are going for a top six place are playing teams that are struggling down the bottom so it means Something to both teams If you look at the Dundee United Livingston St Johnson Hibs St Mirren Kilmarnock It's massive Massive ramifications Whatever happens Let's bring in Simon Who's a Kilmarnock fan Is this the day you finally win away from home? 
Uh, I hope so. Um, I think it's going to be a, a really fun game. I'm actually looking forward to it. Um, some fair play to St Mirren for selling out their their allocation, their ground. Uh, it's really good for them to see. It's always nice to see clubs benefit. And I know you had a caller during the week who was moaning about clubs not giving tickets to Rangers and Celtic, but this is why you know because it does build a, a rapport with your supporters. And um, but I think it has to be mentioned as well. We've not won a game away from home in a calendar year now, and Kelly sold out their allocation now sixteen hundred. So for that kind of dedication from the Kilmarnock supporters, it's about time really that the team pays back. Yeah, that, that's true, Hugh. You know yeah. the, the number of people, and let's put arguments about empty seats and all that to one side because the the, the main headline of this is the number of people that turn out to see football games in Scotland is remarkable. Yeah, that, that that's just a fact. It's a funny thing, you know, there weren't so many Kilmarnock fans at the Celtic game last week and I'd be interested in Simon's um, take on that. Why is that the case? But I, I, I would not denigrate people by saying it's blind faith that's taken 1,600 of them to Paisley. I think that, like Simon, they're looking forward to what will be quite an occasion, a full ground, very much something in it for both teams. Uh, I just feel... And again, we'll get Simon's take on it, but Kilmarnock haven't won a game away from home all season, haven't won two games back-to-back all season. I'm actually amazed they're not rock bottom of the table. Simon, what's the case for the defence, if there is one? Yeah, what you were saying there about the the game, there's still 5,500 Kelly fans there, which is a pretty big crowd. I can't say anything because I was actually over in Ireland with family, so I was watching over there. But uh, kind of glad actually I wasn't at the game. But um, but our actually home crowds have went up since we. So we used to get lower crowds when we played Rangers and Celtic than we did if we were playing against Hamilton, for example. So that's the reason Kilmarnock have done it. But onto the game tomorrow. Um, I think the news today with Joe Wright signing a new contract is excellent. He's been, you know, in a in a season of defensive calamities. Sometimes he's been really really solid. I know he was on trial at Hearts. Uh, in the summer but they didn't want to take the risk because he'd just been back from a year out but he's been excellent and he's the kind of player that you see you know in a better, better team he would have, he'd be a real standout but um, for tomorrow I think Derek's got a bit of making up to do to the fans I think most of the Kilmarnock supporters we kind of understand that even if we go down that Derek's probably going to keep his job and he probably should keep his job he's had a He's been dealt a terrible hand with with Tommy Wright. Basically, had a free, full squad to rebuild, and he gave two year deals out like you know sweeties. He was handing them out to folk like Dylan McGowan, players who just simply aren't good enough. And if we got promoted, we weren't going to be good enough. And Derek's had to kind of you know the budget was pretty much eaten up with that. So I would like to see him have an opportunity to build a squad himself. I think the majority of Kelly fans are the same, even if we do go down. He'll be the man to to take his back up and rebuild the squad. But I think Joe Wright says a massive a massive signing. He's he's going to be really important tomorrow. I think um, you know Vassell signing the new deal as well. Players are obviously buying into the squad. They're going to be here whether we're up or down. So I think there's there's a level of positivity despite the game last week. I think that um, McInnes going with I think changing the formation and only having two midfielders against a team who famously overload the middle. And Celtic probably without stoking controversy in your show, this Celtic team's probably the best I've seen in my lifetime in Scotland. They're, they're absolutely fantastic. So, um, yeah, tomorrow I, I'm, I'm, co- I'm actually confident. I don't know why. I'm confident looking into it. I think we've got the, 
the threat in the wide areas were unbeaten against St Mirren this season, despite how good they've been. One of the few teams have picked up results at uh, in Paisley, albeit just a draw. And uh, yeah, I think with the big Kelly crowd, you know, you never know. I think we're a we're a decent team. We're we're quite direct. We're quite attacking in the wide areas where I think our wing backs will probably be Danny Armstrong and Jordan Jones to be fair Simon has built quite a case he's, he's starting to win me around he's yeah. unlikely as as I thought it would be at the beginning of the show I love the positivity why not again absolutely going along support your team in numbers which is great it's interesting what Simon says about for next season Kenny because is that difficult you know you get to a stage where you you're signing guys on contracts and fair enough to them they don't know if they're playing in the championship next season so is that a show of faith both ways If you know what I mean From both parties I think so I think the club Has shown faith That they're backing them To allow Dell to sign players it's, it's, Again it's good faith In Dell that The players are willing To commit Despite not knowing What league they're in And you know He took them out Of the league last year He came in when, when, I always thought Coman it would Win the league You know I know Our both put up An incredible challenge Last year And they just got Pipped at the post But I always felt Coman it would But when I seen Dell go on It kind of only Only strengthened That view that I had So if they do go down I mean you would even now When you're looking at the championship You would expect Kilmarnock To come straight back up And what it might do Is it might allow Derek Like uh, like Simon says A chance to build his squad mm. So when they do come back up That they're going to be More prepared That they can this, actually yeah. stay there this year Simon You obviously need Kilmarnock To win for your own cause You don't need me to tell you 11th in the table You need points on the board Is there a part of being a football fan Being a sports fan that you become a little bit twisted at times and the idea of going somewhere and spoiling St Mirren's party at the same time is is quite a, an intriguing prospect. Oh, absolutely. I think St Mirren fans seem to have a, a rivalry with Kilmarnock. They seem to have a wee dislike for Kelly. Something to do with something that happened in the, the 80s, I think it was. But I think Kilmarnock fans are a wee bit... We don't really have that kind of same rivalry. But yeah, going there with a full St Mirren park... And if we're the team there that you know stops them from getting into the top six, and at the same time ends our like a way day hoodoo in front of a sold out away end, that, I mean that'll be like I think that's one of those games that <laughs> would be motivational for the team. Although I did think that when we you know beat Hearts two one with ten men, and the atmosphere at the ground was was incredible after it, and you thought, oh, this is a game that's going to push us forward, and we concede. 16 seconds away <laughs> after 16 seconds of your dodgery so you never know but I think like you say as a as a football fan you want to ruin that day and you know Paisley's a good away day anyway so that's probably why there's a bigger crowd going up but still it's, to have 1600 Kelly fans there with our record I think the team need to repay us Derek needs to repay us and you know fair play I think, I think we'll do Simon, it Simon let me throw this this morning We'll make it quick I'm running late here Supposing you heard That Ross County Had beaten Hearts Before your game Kicked off What effect would that have On Kilmarnock Dundee United St Johnston even I think I don't think it'll have A huge effect To be honest with you I, Obviously we want Hearts to win And we Stephen A. Smith To do his old team a favour But I think We're confident in ourselves With the position we're in Just now It's in our own hands I think if with our good home record, we if we get three home games after the split, I think that's going to be really important. And if we can pick up one away win between now and the end of the season with our good home form, uh, I, I expect us to stay up. Brilliant. Thank you very much to Simon 01419511025. Quickly on this teaser, we're looking for 10 players. They've played in the English Premier League this season. They've played in the English Championship and the Scottish Premiership at some point for a non Old firm team Madison Robertson McGinn You've given me Ellis Who? 
Was it Hearts? That's his first name Oh that's bad Ellis Sims Sims That's an unbelievable shout from you Hugh Keevans I did not think you had that in your locker Wonderful Ellis Sims You're on fire tonight Let me tell you Randolph No Nope Not the English Premier League this season That'll give you some thinking time There's always a goalkeeper How's it going Always says that (laughs) Listen if there's one guy You don't want to think like It's him Right let me let me tell you that But before we go any further This is exciting I'm keen to get your thoughts On this Hugh Keevans Cash for Kids Day Clyde One Every night this week I've been telling you About Cash for Kids Day It's next Thursday It's the 27th of April And 101 convenience stores Are getting involved In our theme this year Which is Dress like a pop star Ah I just wonder which pop star You would dress like Well um, It would have to be One of the ageing ones Like Ronnie Wood Is that not who you dress like anyway? No But I could really Ronnie Wood myself up I'm thinking something A bit more out there Like Lady Gaga or something In a dress made of Beehives or whatever it is I think we could go adventurous For you be a bit but out there um, Anyway Right Forget Hugh Keevans Dressed up as Lady Gaga That'll ruin your Friday night But they Are friends at 101 Convenience Stores They're having an in-store raffle uh, For their party Like a pop star package And I know this is going to appeal to you Right So you pop in One pound a ticket Then you go into the draw To win a pair of tickets To Colours Fest Saturday the 5th of August At Brayhead Arena You meet and greet The headliner Our very own George Bowie They'll throw in a free meal beforehand at the Social Royal Exchange Square. Going to give you lunch and cocktails for two. Chauffeur driven to Brayhead in True Star style. And the tickets are only £1 from your local 101 convenience store. And they're on sale until midday on Wednesday, the 26th of April. So pop in, a pound for a ticket. You get into the draw to win all of that. And you're just helping children on our doorstep that need your help. So it's a no-brainer. Every penny you donate goes towards local families and you can find full details at Clyde1.com forward slash raffle. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller are here. Good question this because the answers are like players you've absolutely heard of have done good things in their career. Um, but maybe just quite tricky to recall them all So we're looking for 10 players Who've played in the English Premier League this season At some point they've played in the Championship in England And our Premiership here But not for an old firm team So that might sound like a lot of information But when you start hearing it James Madison Andy Robertson for instance John McGinn Ellis Sims was a great shout from Hugh Did you get any during the break? Ryan Fraser Yes, well done Bournemouth, Newcastle, Aberdeen Scott McKenna Forrest and Aberdeen Yep, Forrest in both divisions Well done James MacArthur Yes, James MacArthur Well done Okay So how's that looking? Is that seven? Seven, yep Now the three you've got remaining are Yeah, they are pretty tough I must say Yeah It's no accident that they've been left to the end There is a goalie in there Oh, there is a goalie in there But you're going to have to You're going to have to dig deep Cruel no But uh, Yeah I mean not I was going to say it's close But it's not really I, d- no. I don't know what makes me think it's close um, I'm going to dig deep for the goalie Here's one for you One of the remaining ones Is Scottish but he's not mm. If that mm. makes sense because you know sometimes with these questions We have to think about Born here but elected to play for another oh, country Oh well you could be on the, the right lines oh. Suter 
Oh, he's done it. He's Harry taken the Suter. bait. He's taken the bait in my clue. Harry Suter, well done. Uh, which means two to get. We'll get them before the end of the show. I never thought, Hugh Keevans, there would be a tackle uh, in an Aberdeen a Ross County Aberdeen game that we here on Clyde One Super Scoreboard would argue about for a week. Yeah. It is now an entire week because um, it was this time last week, of course, Friday night game. The the new bit, if you like, the development today is that the Scottish FA have published details from the hearing because Aberdeen, you know, went vocal yesterday again, or was it earlier talking about you know wanting. Openness and, and transparency Well when you go to a judicial panel You do get a written explanation And so Scottish FA have published that today um, Have they ever done that before? Yeah they do that Yeah if it's a judicial panel you, it, No but I, I mean Made it public yeah. Handed it over to the media Yeah 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 Because um, there seems an element of bad blood About all of this you know. So basically and What that report shows Or what that, that decision making um, It shows that they felt So that the in, Dependent judicial panel felt that Aberdeen's claims did not stack up. So Aberdeen apparently turned up at the their, their case was that they had videos and photographs, and they speak about him chasing down the ball and preparing to make contact with it. He's not near his opponent. He doesn't lunge. He doesn't engage in a tackle. He makes a clean effort. His eyes remain in the ball. All that sort of stuff. Um, Aberdeen also, and this is the kind of crux of it. Aberdeen's defence is that he did not use excessive force. And he did not endanger the safety of the opponent And that's the bit That this independent panel have gone Yes he did And yes he did And we think you're talking nonsense Basically that's that's the argument I think you could easily make a case for endangering the opponent Equally You could make a legitimate case for saying It's not a frivolous appeal Um, You know back in the day Teams did make frivolous appeals And that's why the whole system was changed um, because they were just at it they were, they were guaranteeing that players would play In important matches And then they'd take the hit My only uh, Take on this Is that okay Aberdeen Football Club appealed It was thrown out And then the player was given An extra game Now The player's taking a hit Because the club made an appeal Should the club not be Mm. fined And the player is okay I know what you're saying But that's just That's very convoluted Because it's It's an appeal on his behalf You know it's Graham Shinney's appeal It's his ban in the first place And I suppose the two go hand in hand How would you suppose They punish that rule then If by not giving Graham And I'm not saying it was right To to increase the ban I'm I'm talking about Generally How how would you How would you deal with that then Well you you just Quite simply, you you up the ante with regard to the money mm. that they've paid. Uh, but I'll, I'll say this to you: I don't think it's. I know he does well for them, but I'm not sure he'd last ninety minutes against Rangers. You know, he's only just it's only his second red card of his career, and the, the two have only come in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, well, he's become a he's become a worry. <laughs> hatchet man in the last two weeks. Come on. You know, I, I still think it's a harsh red card. Yeah. I don't care what the rule. I, mm. Well, I do care what the rules yeah. say, and I get it. I understand the rules, but I think from a player's perspective, I, I understand why. The, I can understand why the club have yeah. appealed. I can understand why they feel hard done by, uh, because they're saying he's in danger. He's no went in to hurt the opponent. Sure, you know, I, I, I could say mm-hmm. that quite confidently. The problem is, isn't it, that the rule just doesn't make any. The rule isn't interested in whether he tried or not, no, and that's no, the but, frustration but for you. Because I've seen it. Simon Donnelly said the same. A lot yeah. of the ex-pros. Every time you go for a tackle You could be endangering the opponent Every time you go for a header And you could go for a head note You could be endangering the opponent You know When the goalkeepers come out And Mm -hmm. lift their knees up 
Absolutely. could be endangering yeah. the opponent. You know, again, it's another one of these things they have to put some type of word in, but it doesn't really. Yeah. It could be applied you, in a lot of if situations. You, if you take your footballer's hat off for a second, though, no, it's not. Right. <laughs> no, no. Once it gets to the appeal process, I'm talking about. I'm not asking yep. you. I'm not asking you to say it's a red card. But you know, when you see that, when you see that written down in black and white, it is going to be. It, it, it is tough, surely, for Aberdeen to convince a panel that that tackle didn't endanger the opponent, isn't it? That's what this has come down to. Aberdeen have gone and said this doesn't endanger the opponent. And the panel have looked at it and went, yes, it does. Or they've went and said, that was not excessive force. And they've said, yes, it does. So when it, you know, do you see why why the decision's been reached then, even if you don't agree with it? With the ruling and the way yeah, it's worded, that's then I think you would look and think, we're not winning this appeal. So we might as well just wrap it and just take it oh, and, and so swallow it. So it is frivolous. Yeah. So it is frivolous Well, then. listen, I think when you oh. look at the ruling, then it's, it's, it's probably not. But, but, but they could be saying, in their mind, they're thinking, well, He's no endangering the opponent because we know he's not going in to hurt the opponent. Mm. It's a follow through that again. I you can endanger someone card. without trying, though, can't you? That's you, the point. I know you can. Mm-hmm. You can. How much of a miss is he going to be for Aberdeen on Sunday? That he's been a big. He's been a big it. signing. I think for Barry Robson, I've said that on the show numerous times now. He's showed some really, really good decision making by bringing in members of staff. And also signings of players And then also releasing players In a real short space of time When he got the uh, the chance to kind of take this job To the end of the season And, and Graham Shinney was one of these Really really good decisions Bringing him back to the club These fixtures can be blockbuster Hugh Yeah um, Kenny mentioned early in Alfredo Remember Alfredo Morelos And, and Scott McKenna uh, Is it? And uh, <laughs> Scott McKenna who's in, on the teaser You know the, those types of battles They've been even in the last couple of years There have been some close ones um, does Michael Beale pass another league test that's not Celtic tomorrow? Eh, Sunday, sorry. Um, Michael Beale, the game at Pataudry earlier on, uh, I think the second game of Michael Beale's reign was incredible, uh, wasn't was it? Very important to him. Uh, had they lost 2 1 that night, it would have been an early negative struck by Michael Beale. But apart from games against Celtic, he's done very, very well and he'll want to do well on Sunday because. With the greatest respect to Motherwell, Celtic will go 15 points clear at the top. On Sunday, Rangers don't want Celtic to be 15 points away from them. They want to cut that gap. Otherwise, you know, it was nine when Michael Beale came in. If it was 15, then that doesn't reflect well. Rangers won on Sunday. I think Rangers won. Uh, they've been... Excellent against everybody apart from the three Celtic. Was it Michael says nine, 22 games, 19 wins? I think it'll be 23 games, 20 wins on uh, on Sunday. The away games against the big sides with Celtic have been the best, haven't yeah. they? Performances, Tynecastle, Easter Road. Anyway, uh, let's round off this teaser. You're looking for two more players that have played in the English Premier League this season. They've previously played in the English Championship and the Scottish Premiership for a non old firm. Team. Some of these are tough, right? What about your goalie? I did say there was a goalie in there. Yeah, I can't tell I'm telling you. No, we're going to have to. Played help. for Aberdeen, Leicester, Huddersfield, Wales. Danny Ward. Danny Ward. Well done, Danny Ward. And the last one. Always could, a goalkeeper, Gordon. There's always a goalkeeper. We could do this all day. I'm not sure you would get here. Shows you how long he's been there. He's played for Newcastle in the Premier League, but also in the Championship. And he played for St Mirren Tough one He was part of the St Mirren League Cup winning side 
think. Anyway, round about that era. No. Pull back. P D. Dumb it. Yes. Paul Dummett Well done. Kenny Miller and Hugh Evans. What a day tomorrow. You did, you did indeed. <laughs> what a day tomorrow. Top six will be decided. It is not to be missed. It's one of those days you're going to want to keep an ear out for all the other scores because things can change. So you know the place to find that. We will be here. Well, I say we. Andrew McLean's actually looking after you tomorrow. I won't be here, but not to be missed. Two o'clock. It is going to be a blockbuster afternoon for Scottish football. Make sure you're there. And the GBX is up next. 